0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
2: Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk, where we're talking all about food because we're all hungry because we're on diets. But if we go to talk some law... Other than Taco Tuesday and spicy dragon Balls, which we've already talked about, we have partaken of a lot of food that was sitting
3: in the kitchen area of this office. none because of which were spicy, none of which were even remotely close to anything with word ball in it
2: and they call and they starts with the C and ends with monster. Cookie Monster, I know, we? I oh, <laughs>
3: I was thinking what's a conster? Oh, oh, oh yeah, Cookie, cookie Monster.
2: Okay. So we had cookies, and we're feeling better now. Denise is the only smart one, and the one that just just says, "I'm going to resist," but Todd and I cannot help. But Todd and I are half sea sharers. Tell the story. Oh, look, this is Radio Law Talk. Let's get through the. the it's July twenty second. You don't care about that, and it's eight five five Law Radio. The most important thing is. Todd was telling the story about we do work in the same office area, general area, and when I, I just can't eat a whole candy, if I cheat on my diet, I'll get a candy bar, and by the way, our great office firm, we provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner to all staff, right? I mean, right, it's all it? put in there, and, and, and or we'll bring it in or whatever. And they always have candy bars. And that's why we're gaining weight is because I'll go in there and grab a Butterfinger, break it in half, and sin, and eat a half. And I'll walk by as I walk by Todd's office. I'll throw
3: it in on his desk. Here, you can have the other half. It's like, crap, dude, stop. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, have, I have gained weight. <laughs> So we're going to move
2: on from that, and we're going to talk about a murder conviction is overturned in Oklahoma and why. Very interesting why. Tesla crashes. We're going to talk about what happens if a tree falls over and hits someone and hurts them. Is, are you as a homeowner liable? Is the city liable? We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about flipping off a camera and the results in lawsuits concerning the flip-off. And uh, that's a, a very interesting one. Uh, We're also going to remind you that uh, we're not giving legal advice, seek uh, counsel, and uh, we're just talking about general topics of law. And with that, we're going to turn the time over to Cal Hunter for Case or No Case. Now it's time to play Case
1: or No Case. His name was Malcolm Frederick Mal Evans. If anyone had any right to ever be known as the fifth Beatle, it was Mal Evans. He played, in the, he played the electronic organ on the Rubber Soul album. He said he didn't know how to play. John Leonard would point. <laughs> he said, P- play the key now, and then lift his hand when he wanted him to stop. But he did actually play. Mal Evans started as a bodyguard down in the Cavern Club, ended up joining them as their chief roadie. And so he was a, a guy who was very much a part of the band all the way in through the 70s and the Yoko Ono era. After the band broke up, Mal moved to Los Angeles and was about to publish his memoirs about the band and uh, was in anticipation of that day when he snapped. Got despondent, uh, got a rifle that looked real, waved it at people, and by the way, the wrong people, the LAPD, so they put Mal down, he died, and in his papers were the original lyrics to the song, Day in the Life. Those papers were sent to Mao's ex-wife in England. She found the lyrics on a napkin or whatever it was and said, I want to sell these. I could probably get 110,000 pounds for them. And so she tried to put them up for auction. Paul McCartney heard about this and said, hold the phone. He said, I want to stop this because those are Lennon-McCartney lyrics, not Mao." So does he have a case or no case? Denise, what do you think? The fifth Beatle and his ex-wife wanting to sell John Lennon's lyrics for profit.
2: Can I ask a question before she does yeah, that? Sure, yeah, um, yeah. What year was this approximately? What year?
1: Well, the year the Beatles broke up, so it was 70, yeah, in, in, the the 70, 70s. in the early 70s. Yeah. And
2: that's when she tried to sell them? Correct. Yeah. And that's when this, this happened to this male guy? Is is He was she, shot by the police. Yeah. In the 70s? In Los Angeles, yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
4: Go ahead. Okay. Interesting case. Yeah. You time I like think? it. Thank you. I like it a lot. I like the factual pattern. Um, I like so. the fact that he got crazy, and but I don't like the fact that he got killed. That's that's. Well, who does? I don't right? like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that his former wife. It was his former wife that got this.
1: Correct. Car- he, he found a girlfriend, moved to Los Angeles, and they got a divorce. And when she got Paul McCartney actually sent. His ex-wife, the box of effects in which the lyrics were stored. Not found. Paul McCartney. You mean uh, uh, yeah. you said Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney sent the oh. box to Mal's former wife in oh. London oh. after they cleaned up after the. Ooh, after, that's yeah.
2: important to know. So yeah. Paul sent the box to the ex-wife, correct? Ooh, but without knowing what
1: was in it, apparently. Anyway, obviously. Anyway, so. sorry, Denise. What do you think? No,
4: Denise? that's it. Gets more and more interesting. Uh, yes. Um, I am just going to be consistent and say no case. Okay, fair enough. Fred Penny, what do you think about the fifth
2: Beatle? <sighs> this is a tough one, Cal. I'll, I'll admit this is kind of a tough
1: one. Yeah, and by the way, Brian Epstein actually hired Mal, the, the manager, so right. he was all with all the very elite all of circle.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this is a case, and um, the wife tries to sell the lyrics, and... Um, it settles. No one. It, it doesn't go to trial. It settles. All right. And I don't know who wins the settlement. Uh, well, settlement means something happens and, and both win. So, case and it settles. Okay, what do you think, Todd?
3: Well, it's, it's interesting because he said he couldn't play the keyboards, right? He, but Lennon just told him when to hit something.
1: He put his fingers on the notes and said, okay, <laughs> yeah. when I point at you, <laughs> play the notes. When I lift up, I tell you, stop, stop. So it was like that. Was,
3: well, you know, what? that reminds me now. You've got a lot of bands that uh, play. Van Halen did this when they would play jump, for example. In the later years, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen did not play the keyboards. It was a pre recorded track, right. and the roadie knew when to, or the tech knew when to start the track so that it came in. The tech wouldn't have any musical ability to hit that, and this is, seems to be the functional equivalent of that. I'm, yeah. I'm just hitting this note here, right? Yeah. Um, and so it does make him part of the band, but not a part of the band, I would say, that puts him in a position where he has any ownership over any rights. And I say that because uh, Paul McCartney has to look out for his brand. He has to look out for the authenticity and and anything that's out there that might be sold that would be perpetrating fraud, perhaps. Who knows who wrote those lyrics on a napkin, if they were written before or after the song was actually written. So I I think that McCartney would have had uh, a definite interest in wanting to make sure that it was authentic to protect the band's image and the value of the catalog moving forward. And because of that, I'm going to say that this is a true scenario. And he approached the uh, widow, or the former wife, and they were able to reach some sort of amicable settlement, whether he purchased it or not. He put a stop to whatever auction that, that she was going to sue it, but um, it didn't result in actual litigation, the filing of anything. It resulted in some sort of settlement. So technically it would not be a case because there was no there was no Case filed. There's no case filed. No
2: action was filed. All right. Let's make sure we're clear. So I said... Case. Case. So that means they had to file something. Oh and it's settled. Okay. okay. Let's. When we come back, let's Todd, think about that. So Fred says case. Todd says no, no case. And says... No, no case. And then I say they settle it. Okay. Then when we come back, we're going to find out if it's a case. I think Todd and I are closer. Because uh, I think it, it does resolve, but Denise has said it's just, it's a nothing. Mm. Doesn't matter. All right, we'll be back after yes, this.
1: Yes, sir. By the way, uh, to tell you this, his ashes were shipped back to London. They were lost by the British Postal Service. John Lennon said perhaps they should look in the dead letter office. Pretty callous. Anyway, so that's uh, just Ow. a adjunct to that story. We'll be back with the answer to case or no case after this. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information go to RadioLawTalk.com
5: Thank you for listening to GCN Visit
3: GCNlive.com today
7: My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com.
8: I had no idea it would destroy my life, but before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call.
9: You pay my fee. I'll take your case.
1: Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at Radio Law Talk dot com. I-N-F-O Info Info at RadioLawTalk.com dot, dot com
2: We're back about Case or No Case. It's very interesting about Mel Evans. Is that how you say it? Mal? Mal Evans? M-A-L, yeah. Mal Evans, who was the, quote, fifth Beatle, um, supposedly... Paul McCartney, after he, the guy died or was shot by, because he kind of went AWOL by the L.A. Police Department, mm-hmm. um, sent a box with stuff that was his stuff, supposedly, and there were those lyrics to the song. A uh, Day in the Life. A Day in the Life. I read the news today, oh boy. Okay. Oh, I love that song. All right, so That's Denise good. said no case, period. I said case, but it settles. Todd said no case, but it was an actual scenario. Yes, all
1: right, so let me tell you why this ended up being such an important case. Mal had life insurance that was provided him by Apple. When he moved to Los Angeles, he became a bit of a, well, a bit rummy, and did not maintain the premiums after Apple broke up. He mm. did not have any life insurance. So his wife said, it's the least you can do. Let me sell this so I can have a little money after after Mal's departure. Paul McCartney said, "I don't think so." He sued, and Paul McCartney yes. and Apple prevailed. They didn't settle, it they, actually. They did not settle. He prevailed wow. in court. So it Took a, a court ruling for that. Wow! So it's, it was a hardcore case of the music business, and you know that's how it that all. That one went should out. have settled. I, I would think so, but uh, Freddie, the guy from Freddie and the Dreamers, whose last name I can't think of. When Mal was shot by the police, he donated $5,000 to Mal's family, thinking that that would stimulate other people in the music business to do the same, and nobody did. Wow. So his wife had to fight for what. So again, so Bal her.
2: basically was one of the original. This is before they got big, right? right?
1: He was there in the caverns.
2: They met yep. him there. Yeah, you know, and, and, and he did. And he wasn't a very good player. He just plunked on no, things. No, he,
1: he was mostly his value was. He ended up being the chief roadie, setting up the really? gear, organizing doing that. Up. Yeah, he, he really grew with them. But at hmm. the end of the day, when Apple broke up, feelings were so bitter and so harsh. You know, that they wouldn't even help out one of their own. And he had nothing to do with the breakup. He was just a guy who happened to be...
2: This be a, right, in that a place. Goodbye, so, you know. So, so,
4: so who so. was the guy Was that was the sound guy the, that also went crazy in L.A.? Uh,
1: that's a good question, and I can't think of that. I can't
4: think of who his name it starts with a P. <laughs> um, remember he, like, killed somebody? He shot her. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll have to. Oh, you're talking about Phil Spector. Yes. Yeah,
4: no. Yes. Phil Spector. Yes. Phil Spector.
1: Who so, is he? Yeah. Who is Phil Spector? He's
4: the sound of Wall or the
1: Wall of Sound. Walt Most Dave. of Motown's songs. When you hear them, you hear this great, big, very full background.
2: That was his. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. He did the boards yeah. and everything. He was right. right. Yeah, he was like a superstar. Produced some songs for John right. Lennon, in fact. In yes, his, he did. And M- he kind of went. AWOL, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, he went cuckoo and shot a, a young woman in his home and went oh. to prison. And I think he he's passed, hasn't he? I think he died.
4: I think he died in, in, in prison.
1: prison. Yeah, so uh, it, well, a
2: very, this is very
4: positive no, this news. This is such a good this is story. A good segment. So <laughs> after
2: this, okay, Cal, tell us about hour three. What are we going to talk <laughs> okay, about next? In case I, no we're case. going to talk
1: about a movie star who got in trouble for uh having a child and and the mother decided that he was gonna pay. And so uh,
2: oh. yeah it's interesting. So am I gonna get points again on that one, Because so far it's zero zero points across here <laughs> and one each for me. At least I get one. Well, you are ahead. Uh that's great. and uh, none for me also. None yeah. for Cal. All right, right, we're gonna talk about a murder conviction that's overturned in Oklahoma. Let's discuss that. So Todd, you know, former prosecutor for the DA's office, former public defender, Denise, and I'm a personal injury lawyer. Denise is a uh, a, a, a family law attorney. Now, the interesting thing is you've got to be very careful as a judge or a prosecutor or even a public defender, even as attorney, but especially a judge with relationships and not just relationships, but doing the best you can because there's going to be times it's not going to be perfect, the best you can, to disclose things. And a lot of it is just about disclosure. It's not necessarily even if you're doing anything bad, it's disclosure. Well, Judge Timothy Henderson in Oklahoma happened to be very friendly with a prosecutor from the prosecutor's office, uh, a lady that is going unnamed at this time. And during this time period, she has a case uh, where this individual murdered a 92-year-old man while he was robbing him, and he was found guilty, and the judge put him in jail for life. Okay? Well, come to find out, judge never mentioned this or gave any option for them to say, no, judge, you've got a conflict. And uh, later on, they find out that this judge has had uh relationship with the prosecutor. One way, I don't know if this is the way it found out, but one way that happened is this woman who was uh his uh let's say his his lover? You can say his lover Paramour. Paramour, whatever. And some other ladies brought a complaint against him for sexual harassment, right? Sexual harassment, is that isn't that right, Todd? That is right. And and that's how it all started. And then it came down to what the appellate court is going to say, because the, the lower court just said, ah, so sad, too bad, especially since this was prior to the, the, uh, the con- the, the, when he sentenced him. Now, he just, it was the sentencing, right? Isn't that right? It was just the sentencing issue. I don't know, but it was the sentencing um, I think was that big issue, I
3: guess. I, I, I think they got a problem with the whole trial. Right. And, and so just, just to set up the timeline here, the murder happens in 2013. Uh, Between 2016 and 2018 is when the um, sexual relationship between the judge and the prosecutor occurred. The trial didn't happen until 2021. And he was found guilty and convicted. And now they're going back saying, wait a second. The prosecutor on the case in 2021, you had a relationship with that ended three years earlier, but you should have disclosed that. Right, about disclosure. We're going to talk more about that when we come back. Thanks.
1: You are listening to Radio Law Talk. This is is Radio Radio Law Talk. Talk. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
5: Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur Dex for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422.
4: News update. There is brand new information about the suspect accused of killing a University of Georgia nursing student who was out for a jog near the campus in the town of Athens. The 26 year old man, an illegal alien from Venezuela, police saying it's a crime of opportunity.
1: The investigation suggests that they had no relationship. He did not know her at all, where he saw an individual and uh, bad things happen.
4: University of Georgia Police Chief Jeff Clark saying the man is now charged with malice murder, felony murder. Murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, hindering a 911 call, and concealing the death of another. This, by the way, the first murder on campus in 20 years. Classes have been canceled until Monday. In other news, South Carolina holding its Republican presidential primary today, and today marks two years since Russia invaded Ukraine. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News.
9: No fun. Who told you
1: that? It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. Frederick
2: Penny. Love the children bumps. Okay, we're talking about the uh, murder conviction reversed About this uh, because of the judge uh, having these relationships. The murder conviction was reversed on appeal, and uh, this uh, individual is going to get a new trial. I-, I note down that this guy, I think is in his 70s. Uh, the defendant and the guy he robbed was in his nineties, I believe. I got. It
4: was a it. female, she, a ninety-four year old female.
2: Ninety-four year old Evelyn yeah. uh, Goodall, yeah. yes. And he's sixty. The the guy that was put in a prison that's that has appeal, uh, but but here's the situation. Uh, it sounds like the evidence was pretty clear anyway. So all right, a new trial, but he's probably going to be convicted again, and but but he has the right to have a new trial on this case. But here's the interesting side note. So, this prosecutor, and again, please do not hold this, I'm just throwing, as a lawyer, throwing out both sides of the argument. Now, his argument, he stepped down as a judge. The judge's argument is that these relationships were consensual. And Denise brought up a good point, and Denise will bring that up in a second. But if he's had an affair with this, um, or a relationship with this prosecutor... From April of 2016 to the summer of 2018, that's more than two years. And now she said, and she's bringing a case against him saying that uh, he sexually abused her. I, I just don't, look, I just looking at that, I don't get it. Two 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 and a half years. So what, how... How did that? So uh, so
3: I would look at it this way. He says it's consensual. Uh, Yeah, and and I would look at it this way. It doesn't matter if the if the depending on her allegations. And and just to go back to the timeline, the trial ended. He was convicted in February of 2021 the allegations of sexual harassment were made in march of 2021 a month after the trial and it was the prosecutor and two other women that lodged these allegations and the judge stepped down because of the allegations and it doesn't matter if the if the sex back from 2016 to 2018 was consensual it does that does that that doesn't absolve him if after the relationship is over with in 2018 he keeps talking to her about it and keeps bringing it up and keeps doing that and if he's doing that in the presence of other women then they have a claim for harassment because they're listening to this stuff going on if if that's the case and so um, no,
2: what I'm, no, I think you, you missed, uh, missed what I was trying to say. I'm saying the case that the
3: prosecutor is bringing against the judge. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, really? Yeah. The, so, pro- the prosecutor can bring the harassment case against the judge if after the relationship was over with, right. he keeps talking about it or, keeps tr- or is treating her I think it was in, a, in a harassing manner.
2: It was harassment. Abuse. She it, said sexual abuse, not, not harassment. Sexual, it's sex abuse. No, it's not a sexual harassment it issue.
3: Says it, it says she has accused him of sexual misconduct. Yeah, one other part says um, abuse. Maybe I and, don't... And, and, and again, if, I if, get what you're if saying the now. nature of what he is doing is has occurred after the relationship was over with. Right. I agree right. with you that I, I think it would be hard for her to make a claim for anything that happened during those two years. To the, least
2: to bring on why, but they why were,
3: could but, but why. if but if it was conduct that he engaged in after the relationship was over, he couldn't let it go or or he was referencing it in the presence of others, yeah, she's got a claim
4: you know what i what, what I had something? said is yeah. it's not just the fault here of the judge the judge it clearly is at fault, um but it's also the fault of the prosecutor why wasn't that disclosed she has a duty to disclose any kind of a relationship that she has with the judge as well i mean the duty of disclosure goes two ways right and in this case she doesn't do that disclosure until after the case is over and i think that that um like like she may have benefited in the case because he was trying to woo her Right? right. And, and and appease her so that maybe she would continue or would resume the relationship they had previously. Or don't bring
2: an action against me or don't bring anything against me, like Todd Yes, said. exactly.
4: So, I mean, it, it is two ways. Um, you know, the, I, I, disclosure is two ways. Like, I have a duty to disclose If I have a relationship with a judge or a temporary judge or any kind of financial arrangement or, you know, that kind of stuff, you have duties.
3: Right. And and, and in all of this, and I think this goes back to the point you made, Fred, in all of this, as it relates to this specific defendant, the guy, uh, 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 Robert uh, Hashigan, as it relates to him, the uh, Oklahoma appellate court held... He had a right, that guy had a right, to know that there was this relationship that could have been a potential conflict of interest, even though the judge says, look, all my rulings were satisfied by, were, were in accordance with the law, there was nothing untoward. It doesn't matter. This guy had a right to know and had a right to say whether or not he felt comfortable going forward with the trial, knowing that the prosecutor used to sleep with the judge. And, and, look, if you tell him that and he says, you know what, I'm good to go, judge, you're all right, then we're fine. But you don't get to be the one that creates the conflict, judge and prosecutor, and then also be the one that decides, eh, nah, it doesn't really matter for the defendant. The defendant's right. the one who gets to say... I am or am not comfortable going forward under these conditions. I want to see the pictures of these
2: people. I'm going to look them up later. (laughs) There you go.
4: That's exactly right. You are such a visual person. I am. (laughs)
2: I'm a guy. Uh, Anyway, okay, Uh, let's talk about fatal crash Tesla. The most recent thing that's going on, there's a Tesla in Lake Tahoe, California that actually crashed and killed someone uh, that was driving a Subaru Impreza. And apparently, at the time, it was a Tesla Model 3. They were using their, what do you call it, their self-driving or or auto-whatever thing. And and apparently, there's a number of these cases that have occurred. One in in Contra Costa, California, where a Tesla Model Model S hit a fire truck and the individual passed away in the Tesla. Uh, But so uh, why I'm bringing this up is... The U.S. safety regulation, uh, regulators are now launching probes to look into Tesla to determine whether or not, you know, what's going on with the self driving part of their vehicles. And this is getting a lot of attention. And everyone's like, whoa, you know, Tesla, uh, you know, they, they, maybe this is not a good thing to have. I want to remind everybody one thing there has been a lot of the same things going on with Ford. And with GM and or whatever. There's always issues with cars, and it's going to be, um, and the government's going to look into it for safety reasons. The Pinto. What was the Pinto famous for? I... Blowing
4: up. Blowing up. What's Getting right?
2: wear in it. the Guess gas. Got a Pinto? Yeah, I know. The <laughs> gas tank was in the back. Vulnerable to rear-end accidents, right. and guess what? else so there was also Ford Explorers. There were issues with the gas tanks and Ford Explorers, and Firestone so, tires, right. the, the tires. And there's so this. So for just jump and say all this, I see a lot of you know, publicity about this. Oh, Tesla, this Tesla, that. Guys, it happens all the time with a lot of manufacturers. There's issues that come up, and they recall, and causes people people's deaths. And and Cal's right. I even we never took it. It was in Arizona. One of my partners took it, but yeah, the, you know, there's there's issues with tires separating and coming apart while driving in Arizona, and and we've we've had those cases come
3: to us. I, I think the big difference between those cases mm-hmm. and Tesla, especially as it relates to the. Um, automatic steering issue is this in the case of of, of cars where the gas tanks explode and all that kind of stuff there was really never any responsibility for the safety of the vehicle and the occupants on the owner of the vehicle I mean look I'm not responsible for the gas tank I I just bought it and, and you're the one as the company solely responsible for selling a vehicle that should be safe right but when it comes to steering and control of the vehicle while it is in operation. That, historically, up until now, has been the almost exclusive purview of the driver of the vehicle that that you can go ahead and operate this car safely and then along the comes this company that purports to have this technology says hey we, we can take that responsibility off of your shoulders and that is a big shift it, it moves it from operating the vehicle to be the responsibility of the driver to the company and that's why it's getting attention well I'll be curious to see how this plays out yeah. Well, when we come back, oh, go ahead. You got a comment?
2: No, it. I um, agree. Yeah. I'm, yeah.
4: I'm, you know, the self-driving feature. I feel is almost hazardous.
2: And not only that, it's not just Tesla. They're in the Lincoln Navigator. My daughter's got one. It does it. A lot of cars do it now. And trucks. That's it. We'll be back after this. <laughs>
1: You are listening to Radio Law Talk, live from radiolawtalk.com and on many great radio stations across the country. If you're listening via delay, you can hear the show live anytime at radiolawtalk.com. And you can listen to all of our past episodes. They're all archived there, and it's all free. Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information,
6: go to radiolawtalk.com. February is heart month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply... That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with
3: ExtendoVite.
7: It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare.
1: Is this real life? Now it's time for more Radio Law
10: Talk.
2: All right, we're back having a great time chit-chatting. Let's talk about a a family is suing the city of New Orleans in a sad, tragic event where a a falling tree branch, and actually I saw the picture, while a family is there visiting... In the uh, the French district, the French quarter park, and it actually falls down as they're sitting on this bench and hits their son and knocks him to the ground and pins him, hits him on the head, and he suffers serious injuries. He's literally got catastrophic brain, facial, and spinal injuries, uh, their young son, and he's 17, young, 17. And, and, there, and the city of New Orleans is being sued. It's not just city of New Orleans. It's an urban forestry consulting firm, the tree trimming company, and a construction company um, are all defendants in this suit. And by the way, I would love to have, would have loved to have a case like this. And people are like, oh, that's an assumption of the risk, and it's and it's an act of God. Well, here's what you have to be careful of. And I'm and I'm not giving legal advice, but let me just talk about some general areas of law. And it's every state's different. You got to check your state. But it's about knowledge, right? It's a, if, if, if no one had any knowledge of that this would break, then there may be a difficult time suing someone uh, over this. I had a case one time where a uh, motorcyclist was riding his motorcycle uh, on a country road, and it was a straight road, and um, the uh, United States Post Office, and I sued the post office, lady was coming out of... Their driveway after delivering their mail and pulled out in front of my motorcycle. Who t boned him and got got really hurt, and um, I sued the homeowner also. And the reason why did you sue the homeowner? Because this homeowner, I sued the, obviously I sued the federal government and the U.S. Postal Service because the homeowner's bushes were so high that guess what? They argued that is the the federal government and the U.S. Postal Service argued. I couldn't see as I pulled out because the bushes were too big and too high. They weren't trimmed back properly, so that I could see the motorcyclist coming. And so, um, they uh, the case settled. So, but they could have been liable because of not uh, trimming it properly, so people could see around. As uh, and especially the postal. Uh, service when they pulled out or UPS or whoever uh, could see oncoming traffic. Now, the question is, in this case, what what about a falling branch? The branch was massive. It wasn't like it was a huge, huge branch. Came down and hit this kid. Well, two things. You got to look at all the, all the circumstances. One of the circumstances that was going on is there was a construction company digging at or near where the roots were. Um, now, it wasn't right into the roots, but close enough, don't forget, roots can go out. And so they could have caused this, is what the plaintiffs are arguing, to weaken the tree, which would cause a branch to break off. And so that's why they're suing the construction company, saying, you, you know, you were, not, uh, you were digging too close to the tree, you were harming uh, the soil around it and or the, uh, some of the roots. And so guess what this becomes? This becomes dueling experts. And so you're going to have arborists talking about what was the cause of this issue, why did the branch fall, but that's what happens in cases like this. Did the actual city know that this tree is having some issues? Uh, and especially knowing that, that this is an area where, where people are and a lot of people are uh, occur. A lawsuit in California, trees near the freeway. There was lawsuits brought where people were killed when these trees fell down and fell on the freeway and the city, uh, and the, the, the uh, Caltrans was sued. Uh, and there's a lot of cases that this occurs. So without getting into the specifics, every case is different, they may have a really good lawsuit here because their argument is that, as the plaintiffs, is the city, the, the New Orleans, knew that there were issues with this tree also. And so the important thing here is trying to figure out, you know, all right, who did what? And everyone's going to start pointing the finger. We have a trial starting. I'm not going to get in details. There's always trials that, that where defendants are pointing the finger at each other. No, you're at fault. No, you should have checked. You should have done that.
3: You know, I'm looking at this, uh, looking at a picture of the tree branch, and uh, I, I think to say branch does a disservice to how big this thing was imagine a tree is growing and and it kind of splits off half the tree grows one way and the other half goes the other way and we're talking about the half that broke off broke off at the base right where it diverges from the base of the tree and and it is easily um it is easily a foot if not a foot and a half in diameter, well, wow, it could be a, it huge. could be a tree in itself. Yeah, it, it mean, could have been. It could have been, and it fell off. It, you know, we're talking about a a lot of weight fell on that kid. Well, and uh, not only like that,
2: Todd, look at it carefully. Uh, and this is just my gut reaction. Again, you use experts. That that's a heavy branch and it's as as far down as it goes usually you got the big trunk going up and you got branches going off that are about the same size this looks like it's barely hanging on as it is because it's so big it's like the tree's like a like a, a v-shape isn't that right kind of yeah pretty much and and to me i would say Wow, that's not stability because the, the, the tree's not growing straight up, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go look at
3: this thing, too. Look at it. Uh, I mean, it looks like the base of the trunk. Okay, so the base of the tree is, is maybe two feet in diameter. It grows, and then uh, at about the six to seven foot mark, maybe a little bit higher, it diverges to two separate branches of that tree, and it the one half, the bigger half, is what broke and fell over. Oh, it's massive, too. It, it it's is. just massive. Oh, yeah.
2: And you see, yeah, if you look at it, see that, Denise? Look. Look at, don't you see? Look, it's like a V.
4: Wow, that's huge. Yes, and
2: the tree looks like a V, doesn't it?
4: It does. And
2: so it's like one of the that's, Vs came it off. It looks yes.
4: pretty obvious that that was a weakened tree.
2: Well, not only weakened, but it's like, okay, the tree is not straight up. It's a V-shaped. Man, I, or I, I'd be careful. Okay, let's assume that, okay, that's a little dangerous, don't put any any you know benches nearby, you know, or at least that. And yeah. and this thing is just massive. It 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 fell, and and you can look at the middle of it. It looks like it's rotted out in the middle. Yep. So the and, core
1: issue, Fred, is who should have known about this, and what should they have done about it? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, yeah. The
2: the issue is they they have arborists that come out and check these trees, and cities do that. That uh, where where there's a lot of people, and they check to see you know the stability of the tree does it look dangerous is it starting to lose its leaves earlier than normal there's all these things that arborists can do by the way i have a tree that's at my house that is not dangerous but it but we said okay it, we want this tree cuz it's near the the roadway and i live in a private drive and so they came and injected stuff inside down in the 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 ground and that tree is the strongest and best condition of anything. So, and these are professional arborist companies. So that's what they do, and they, and they can come and tell you this is this
3: tree's not in good shape. Of course, any records that Fred's tree might have set for longevity, yes. home runs, batting average will now have an asterisk next to the <laughs> exactly. name for for growth enhancing. Troids. 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 And uh Oh yeah, we yeah. have troids. Well they should have given Troids
2: to this one. That's the problem. So anyway, this is go- this is going on and I I think uh I think the plaintiffs have a good case here. I think this is gonna be a very uh, uh important case and, and the thing is this young man is seventeen, is gonna have problems the rest of his life he
4: has to have full on care yeah, for prob- the rest of probably
2: his life. and you've got uh, this is going to be a dueling expert this is going to be expert fights you're going to have experts all over the place and that's and
1: what under louisiana law how interesting is yeah. that or does that play in i wonder i do don't
2: know? i don't know i don't know what louisiana law is but definitely that's you know right. that they're all uh, all the laws are going to be a little bit different in different states but the general principles uh, will stand, but you have to look at your individual state and see what's going on. But but anyway, long story short, l- let me give you a couple of things. I'm just thinking about, when I come back, I want to tell you a few things. As a personal injury lawyer, people get mad at me for saying things and think I'm haughty or I'm just being overly protective. Let me go over a couple of things you need to be careful of, and I'm giving this with a grain of salt don't hold me liable for this but let me give you things that people do I go you shouldn't be doing that and it's normal things that people have no idea when I come back
1: next hour Radio Law Talk begins at 6 minutes after on many great local radio stations and we thank all of you and say hello and also on radiolawtalk.com where you can hear the show at no charge it's streaming free stay tuned